And as I will do every week, just to close this thing off, I'll go a little round robin of the state of New York sports, starting with the three and one New York Giants. And damn, does that feel good to say. Now, I don't know how serious this is. I don't think it's serious in the slightest because it would have to be insanely asinine to think about this, but I've seen talks on Twitter of Saquon Barkley trade talks, and I'm no GM, but I just want to nip that in the bud, say that would be the grossest malpractice of general management in NFL history if the Giants were to trade away Saquon Barkley. I understand all of the arguments on every side. I understand that Saquon Barkley has been hurt. He's what you would say injury prone potentially. They say running backs are devalued because they get so hurt hurt so easily. You say they're so easily replaceable. The thing is, is find me a system, find me an elite running back who was just immediately replaced by somebody who wasn't also elite running back. The thing is, is they're not so, they don't just grow on trees. Running backs like Saquon Barkley are anomalies and need to be kept and protect, protected by the team that drafts them. They need to stay. We need to keep Saquon Barkley. He is our sentinel piece. I don't know if I use that word right, but he's our sentinel piece that holds this team together and takes all of the pressure off Daniel Jones, not all the pressure off Daniel Jones, obviously, but having that elite, deadly force in your backfield always makes quarterback jobs easier. And per se, hypothetically, if the Giants were to move on past Daniel Jones after this season, keeping Saquon Barkley around for the transition into the new quarterback will make everything smoother and easier. But the thing is, is we're not looking for any sort of rebuilds. We're not looking for any sort of regression. We're not looking to develop a quarterback for years and years and years. We're looking to make some moves, to make some money, to make the big dance, to make the roster elite and get the New York football Giants competing for Super Bowls again. And that's where we should be. Football's better when the Giants are good. I will stand by that for my entire life. New York needs them because the Mets are falling apart, but we'll get to them in a second. I am fully in on the Brian Dable era. I've been fully in on every coach because I'm a sportive fan, but this is different. Brian Dable knows what he's doing. He knows how to build an offense. He knows how to coach a young quarterback and bring out the best in them. He knows how to bring out the best in offenses. And just looking at the Giants of last year and the year before compared to the Giants of this year, it's a completely different team. The talk coming out of the locker room, the post-game, all of it, but most importantly on the field, the play calling, the play design, it's not archaic. It's not Jason Garrett's 2012 Essentials playbook fucking go-to plays. It's a modern-day NFL offense with motions, with dummies, with all these different route combinations and blocking schemes and all these different formations that just keep defenses unaware of what's coming next. And it uses all of the tactics of actual modern-day NFL football, which we have lacked for years. There's still a lot of improvement to go. 
There's still a lot of things the New York Giants need to work on, but this 3-1 and one start has absolutely rejuvenated the fan base, re-brought the love back, brought football back to New York City, and it couldn't get better. The New York Giants are in a great spot. We just need to win football games. Al Davis said it best, just win, baby, win. And that's what we're doing. We're 3-1. and one. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Kadarius Toney, play him. Get him off the bench. Get him on the field. He's our most dangerous weapon with hands. The guy is an absolute nut job. I'm not talking about more dangerous than Saquon Barkley, but you know what I mean. Kadarius Toney is a Ferrari, and we're just leaving him parked in the garage. He needs to have 20 targets a game. Feed the man the ball. But other than that, no complaints. LFG Big Blue. It's a new era. It's a new dawn. The New York football giants are coming. So look out. We go from one New York football team to the other. The blue one to the green one. The New York football jets. Zach Wilson is all the way back. He's taken back control from Joe Flacco. Um... And the boys are energized. You see it in how everyone plays. When a new quarterback comes in, if the team doesn't believe in the guy, you see it in their faces. You see it in the way they play. They're not making the extra block. They're not making the hustle plays. When you know you have a guy or when your team believes in the quarterback that's under center, you give a little bit more juice. You give a little bit more effort. You see him making these throws in practice, and it makes you want to make a play for that guy, and it just brings the overall vibe up in the locker room. Not saying Joe Flacco isn't a guy. Joe Flacco's as elite as they come. But in the Jets' locker room, they truly believe that Zach Wilson is the future of their franchise, and the locker room respects him not just because of the offseason incidents of him getting around town and dipping his wick and everything that moves. But that's the overall state of the Rob Sala Jets. The boys are going, and football's back. Football's back in New York City. New York City's back, baby. It don't get better than this. From a high note, though, New York City football to a low note, New York City baseball. What once was this season so much promise. Two teams on their way to a Subway World Series. Oh, my Lord, the dreams, everybody. We all thought about it. We all were thinking all season, cooking up all the seven line. We'll take it from one stadium to another. These teams stink. The Mets absolutely stink. Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, DFM. Get them out of here. I don't give a fuck. The teams are bad. We can't compete. We can't win. We just got swept by the Atlanta Braves. Not the Atlanta Braves the last season that won the World Series. The Atlanta Braves of this season, the ones that stink. The ones that are going to lose round one of the playoffs. But Terry Collins gave a little bit of a speech. Got the boys pumped back up again a little bit. I heard him. He was on SNY talking about reminiscing about the glory days. But he was talking and it's not the end of the world. We have about 100 wins. I think we're at 98 right now. We're a, you call it a 100-win ball club. If you were to tell me that last season, before we got Scherzer and before we picked up some of the new guys, I definitely wouldn't have believed you that we're going to be a 100-win ball club. I thought maybe we'd sneak in the playoffs. Maybe we'd do something good. But, I mean, we're one of the top three, four, five teams in baseball, and we can't let the last month 
of the season discourage everybody into thinking that it's the same old Mets. It's not the same old Mets. It's the Steve Cohen era of the Mets, and it's time to take them to new heights. We do have the team. We got the boys. We got the squad. We got the roster. We got the bats. We got the pitching. It's time to make a run. It's really now or never. We can lose some of our key guys. DeGrom might be a fucking brave next season. And if he is, I don't know if I'll ever watch baseball again. Because after the Thor thing last year, even though now I'm glad he's gone, I cannot mentally afford to lose Jacob DeGrom pitching for me once every five days. I know he was out last season. But when the guy pitches, oh my lord, it's a thing of beauty. Unfortunate game against the Braves. I was definitely overreacting. We're good. We're going to be in the playoffs. It's one game at a time. And we can make a run. And if we don't make a run, I mean, whatever. I just wasted nine months of my life spending three hours a night watching baseball games. But whatever. It's good. Please tell me we didn't fucking just collapse and ruin everything and we're going to lose everybody next year. Oh, my fucking God. Whatever. We'll go... We'll talk about this again next week. I can't think about the Mets anymore. We'll go to the Yankees. Not much to talk about the Yankees. They've been good. They had an almost borderline little bit of a collapse, a little bit of a slide, but they've been coming back. Aaron Judge has definitely been fueling the flames of the Yankees on his stupid little fake home run tour record where he's nowhere near the actual record. Oh, but it's a cool AL record. Whatever, dude. We're talking about MLB records. We're not talking about American League records. Are you out of your fucking mind? You're stopping college football Saturdays to watch you strike out? To watch you 10 home runs away from the actual record? This is bullshit. There ain't no history to be chased. Aaron Judge, congratulations on 60-something odd home runs. This shit's wild, but come on. That's it. Good podcast. Run it, Sergeant Pepper's Sports Talk, Sergeant Pepper's Podcast, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know what I'm calling it yet. But that's it. I will see you back here same time next week. Run it. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Make sure you turn on the notifications. Make sure you subscribe on the YouTube, the Twitter, the Instagram, even though no one likes Instagram. But subscribe on the Twitter. That's where you're going to find all of our content, daily sports News and updates from 732 Studios. Sergeant Pepper, signing out.